All right, we are uh, we are on the board now. Mm. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. So, I so, guess I don't even know what that means, but we are on the board. Mm. We are recording. And Tom, I noticed that you are on Psalm today. Your T-shirt matches your your uh, the cap at the top of your head. It, it, yes, as opposed to the cap that I wear on my shin. <laughs> yes. yes, your that shin is, hat. That my shin hat. <laughs> my shin cap. Yes. Not my kneecap. It's a dapper my shin cap. My shin cap is quite dapper. <laughs> shin cap is a is a mechanism on on a boat, isn't it? The shin cap, yes. yes, yes. Actually, it's a family. They live down the street. And the They're... dapper operates it. Mom, dapper dad, and three kids. Glad <laughs> yeah. they cleared everything right up. That's right. <laughs> now, now, was that a conscious decision on your part to wear it, your cap? To wear clothes today? Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> I noticed days... also that we've all, three of us, and there are three of us here, by yes, the way. Right? there are yes. three of us, there, yeah. There's myself. Yes, and, Dean Foster. And Tom Peterson. Yes. And... Torin. Hello. And Torin's here with us again today. Yes. Hi there. It's just like many in a row now. And oh, what's going on? Unconsciously, oh, as, oppo- as opposed to your conscious decision yes. to uh, dress up ensemble as you, yes, I, as yes, you I have. Do. Unconsciously, all three of us are barefoot today in studio. We're, we're just sitting here That's true. with no shoes on. No shoes. We didn't make this agreement. We didn't decide this. This was all... There's a vibe in the air. There's a vibe in the air. And I think the vibe is high humidity. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Want to air those feet out. That's right. But there's a cultural piece to this. Oh, is there? Yeah, I think so. That's surprising. Oh, great. It's surprising. You know, the last time I spoke with you really about a cultural piece, I believe it was because we were doing a podcast. And I believe that podcast was called Oops. Oops. Your culture showing. All right, so you were saying there was a cultural piece. Well, I think to your to point this. about you know it's it's warm here where we are right now yes, in the it Northeast. Is. It's summertime, and so you wear shorts, right? You're not going to shorts burden yourself with the the winter clothing, but True. and and. In many parts of the world, if you're coming out of an agriculturally based culture, yes, then it's likely you've been working in the fields also. So you know you're going to be dressed for very hot weather, and you may not be wearing shoes. And I, I think it's a function of has the society advanced or or evolved? I should say advanced is a, that that's there's a judgment there. Has yeah. it evolved from an agricultural system into an urban? service system or or even or or even beyond that and because your dress is going to change accordingly right okay yes and and we don't have to be wearing shoes to do this podcast so it's a warm day we're friends here though i mean technically speaking we don't have to be wearing shoes in the middle of the winter here either uh as long as we're indoor and and, and comfortable right i think it's the idea though of wearing certain things because you're because you're living an urbanized life as opposed to an agricultural life um you know in places i can remember like crossing a street is is just going to be something that's very different and people are going to be dressed differently because of that He's right? just going to take us to a crossing the street conversation, <laughs> isn't he? I, I think that's where we're headed. I know this man. He's, he's walking us right there. I'm taking so you. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. you across the street right now. Right now, it's happening because there are cultural there are cultural differences here. In, uh, okay, Do, are, is there a cultural difference between wearing your shoes when you cross the street and not wearing your shoes when you cross the street? Well, I think it has to do with the economics. And does it and 
and also the the degree to which we're still um, a non-urban culture versus an urban culture. Okay. The only thing I would say about the non-urban agricultural argument is that from the time I can, my earliest memories of people with summer tans, okay, because I've always been basically living in a space where the, the seasons were significant. Um, and so there was a thing called a farmer's tan. And the farmer's tan meant it was the face and the arms from about mid bicep down and nothing else because everything else was always covered because he was always working in fields and barns and places like that. So he had like work shoes on and socks and long pants. Now, the term redneck comes from that too. The back of the neck. The back of the neck. Sunburned. You're, right. Yeah. You're out there in the fields. Absolutely. And so it became a derogatory term when we became urbanized and the better jobs were indoors. Yes. Yes. And and so you had the more the country type person was looked I guess you could there say look down. Yeah, uh, look down about it. It became a derogatory term. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and so this whole idea of you know in Japan and you still see it in other parts of Asia as well. Uh, women would make sure that their heads were covered when they were working out in the fields mm -hmm. so that they would not get a tan because the tan became a symbol of the fact that you're working in the fields. Mm. So if you wanted to raise your rank in, in Japan, mm -hmm. one of the things you did, and this was particularly something that women did, was you stayed out of the sun okay. and maintained a pale complexion mm -hmm. to the degree that you could, mm -hmm. which indicated that you were not a field worker, essentially. Mm. You were not picking rice. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that became a standard of beauty. So why did the chicken cross the road again? Well, the geisha. The geisha. <laughs> The geisha I, chicken. I, I, the geisha chicken. Do you remember that? I think it was a cartoon show. She was. When I, in, I, love, in I think the, Mel Blanc was the In the, the seventh voice. grade, he yeah. was the voice of everything. everything. Yeah, sure. The geisha yeah. and yeah. the chicken. And the, <laughs> and, and, and the makeup of the geisha was very, very defined, very mm. specifically defined. There's mm. a protocol to it. And it was the exaggerated paleness mm -hmm. along with very finely tuned um, dark lips red red lips and mm -hmm. very sensuous lips and eyes mm. and, and other parts of the face as well okay yeah. you, you sound quite knowledgeable in this um did you have you ever have you ever actually worn my, this makeup my own personal geisha training yes well, that's a different podcast okay yeah. well, okay we'll, we'll get to that then um <laughs> so our chicken crossing the road has what to do with the farmer in the field well i think this whole issue of of how we behave on the streets how uh -huh. we move about with shoes, without shoes. But negotiating the streets as well. It's fascinating because it's culturally very, very different. Okay. And I think it's also rooted in a much more basic idea or question mm -hmm. that culture answers differently in different places, which is how important is it to follow the rules? You know, sure. And what, I is, know, what is the role of the rule? I know we did talk about this to some degree in, in earlier podcasts. And for those of you who didn't listen to our earlier podcasts, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but beyond that, um, in our earlier podcast, we did talk about... We're going to get a whole lot of <laughs> emails now from people who are explaining what's wrong with them. <laughs> uh, true. Send them all to Dean, please. Rhetorical question. Um, it was, was rhetorical, yes. Um, that that there, was, there were certain cultures 
where people would stand in the country in a very lightly traveled road, but they were at a crosswalk and whatever it was that was going to signal them to cross had not changed to tell them they could cross. So they just stood there and waited whether no traffic came or not. That's right. So you have to wait for the light to turn green. If it doesn't turn green, you, you if it's still red, you just stand there, even if there's no traffic coming, which in what we refer to as rule secondary cultures, where the rules are secondary to the situation. Mm -hmm. okay. In those cultures, that's that defines madness. Mm. Why would I stand there if right. I want to cross the street? Because a light tell of the color of a light tells me to do so even if there's no cars coming yes when the idea is to cross the street and i know all three of us can relate to crossing the street in manhattan mm. and manhattan's rules are go until someone runs you over with a car <laughs> i remember standing on the street corner in rome and and, and stop me if i told this story but i don't I, stop I don't <laughs> <laughs> no no Please go green, ahead. Green light. Right. And I'm waiting for the green Classic. light and everybody is walking. Yeah. Oh, how topical. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I'm here. Yes, and, Dean. And, and you know, and if you wait for the green light, you mm. lose status. Yeah. Because people look at you like, mm. what's wrong with what you? Are, yeah. Don't you know the secrets to crossing the street here? And one of the strategies is walk behind the nun because <laughs> you could you could go anywhere no matter what the light is. That's are. been a strategy mm. for me for many, many years. <laughs> walk behind a nun. <laughs> or we Doesn't to, do much for my private life, but go ahead. Or find, <laughs> or like in Cairo, I think we were talking earlier, Jordan, mm -hmm. you know, find the old man who's trying to cross the street in Cairo yeah. and just walk behind him. Yes. Sure. Because the cars are going to stop for him. Yeah. Right. Maybe. 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 Hopefully. Maybe. Right. Or if he goes safer. down, you can head back to the uh, curb <laughs> quickly. Yes. <Right. laughs> Definitely feel safer. <laughs> All of that is culturally appropriate, I believe. You're, I mean, you're right. Even like I just was, you know, sort of joking about Manhattan, but it kind of is that way. And you, but but when you're there and you're standing there and there's people in front of you and they stand and wait and there's a break of like four centimeters between cars, you you kind of have to jump around them because they're clearly tourists, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta go around them so you can get where you're going. Or people who don't know the rule, and the rule of Manhattan is don't thereof. follow the yes. rule. Yes, <laughs> right. Mm, right, exactly. M make your own rule. And yeah. it's similar in, 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 in Rome, in Italy, right. where it following the rule is what people who don't know how to do it otherwise mm. have to do. Mm. Are unfamiliar with it, sure. And you lose, like I said, you lose status for doing that. So what are some of the places where the rule following is going to be, uh, will be represented in, in Switzerland. Singapore, right. Switzerland, okay. okay. Germany, Germany. Okay. I mean, in Europe, it's it's north of the Alps. The further okay. north you go, the more rule focused you become. Mm. And and I'm just speaking about culture societally. I'm not speaking about certain individuals in certain situations, but mm -hmm. uh, making generalizations. Okay, as we move, and and by the way, generalizations are valid if they're backed up by social by mm. social and cultural studies. They can also mm. be backed up by regulations and legislation right. and things exactly. like that. So there probably yeah. are laws and rules that are. Followed they and, and they yeah, yeah and they implement 
uh, penalties and fines and things like right. that. And, and so when I talk about a cultural generalization, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about a stereotype. I'm talking about right. a study that based on studies that have been done as to how cultures default in their behavior. To general behavior. Yes, yes. exactly. So so it, the Alps think in Europe is, is this cultural fault line. And the further north you go, the more the rule becomes important. Mm-hmm. The further south you go from that, the rule becomes secondary to the immediate situation you're in. Okay. So I have a question based on the geography of it also. If I go up into the Scandinavian countries, does it does it alter? Does it stay pretty much like Switzerland and Germany? Does it revert back to more down south of the Alps? What does it stay the same in the Scandinavian countries? Yeah, I I, I think it's it 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 is as I described it. I mean the rule becomes So it continues. Yes. Okay. It does. It does. Okay. And again, there are different there, there are there are different circumstances that alter that. Sure. I mean, you get up to Lapland in the north, and nobody is there but the, nobody. But the laps and the reindeer and the occasional <laughs> tourists. But the reindeer do wait for the light. They, they yeah, do. They very, very good. Well, Rudolph had a little red light the and a green light yeah. on the different antler, didn't he? Did. Antler, <laughs> did he? Which is oh, where the yeah. red and the green comes from in Christmas. There you go. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, See, no one ever knew connects. that until just then. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I remember one All time. All of this I, makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm glad you think if you so. Listen to every episode, you'll understand everything we're saying. <laughs> Not go back. Yeah. I remember one time walking down the street in Hong Kong. And now, yeah. in Hong Kong, one of the most densely populated places in the world, mm. truly. Mm. I think it is the most densely Asian, the, the, the most densely populated Asian a city, mm. city, state, whatever it is now, you know, right. depending on who you talk to, if you're talking to somebody in Beijing or Hong Kong. Right. Anyway, um, in, in its in its cultural status, nevertheless, very, very densely populated. And I remember being told that before my very first trip to Hong Kong, you're going to have to watch the lights when you cross the street, but even walking on the sidewalk is going to take some special skills because it, because there are street barriers everywhere mm. so that the way the populace is routed as you have to walk from one corner to another corner, you are literally herded and mm. routed to walk in a certain way in a certain direction. Sure. But there are people coming in the opposite direction as well mm. on that same route. And so we're all kind of herded through having to walk and deal with each other in this very densely populated circumstance. And what you do is you walk with the Hong Kong eye, mm. which is you never make eye contact with anybody, even mm. if they're like six inches in front of you. Wow. Okay. You, so... It's like it's like when you're looking at one of those things. You look at the magic eye. You know the magic yeah, eye yeah, yeah. where you don't yeah. look at it the way you you unfocus you, you kind your of have eye. To unfocus right. Yeah, yeah, you unfocus your eye, and right. then you see then you see More. eternity and your future and yes. and, and yes. your fate and yes. everything else. Right. And, yeah, and you're reborn. And I believe so. Where all of this happens. That's why uh-huh. I became a frog. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wondered about that. I did too. Yeah. If you if you walk down the street <laughs> in Hong Kong with the magic eye, uh-huh. look. And and mm, a little unfocused. A yeah. Li- nev- never focus on anybody. Yeah, sure. And never on anybody else's eyes. Right. Oh, sure. And suddenly crossing the street becomes easy. Because mm. uh. you're just no. First of all, what happens is nobody, nobody walks into you because they see that you're not seeing them. Right. Right. So they walk. They carve a little path around you. So they you. see. So you're seeing this all in kind of a general flow of it, as opposed to a specific 
aspect of each individual. That's right. And as long as everyone fits into that, which doesn't that go to a... a the, the communal the aspect of Asian aspect. culture as yeah. opposed to the individualist aspect of Western culture. Yeah, certainly. Where I'm going to cross the street in the West and I'm going to look at everybody and make sure that I you know, and yeah. get around and... But in Asia, no, it's you're looking at the flow. Sure. And, and then you move with the flow. And you move mm -hmm. with the flow. And don't worry about that. Yeah. As right. long as you're in the flow. Go with the flow. Everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Sure. I, I, I remember bicycling across uh, Saigon, uh -huh. which was at first terrifying. I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for doing that. Terrifying. Because yeah. th there's gazillion bicycles uh -huh. and in these massive intersections. That's a lot. Trucks, yeah, geese, you know, everything. Yep. And going often in all different directions. Doesn't uh -huh. matter. Whatever direction you're going in, yeah. just go with that flow. Okay. Don't go faster, don't go slower. Just go with it and keep and keep on going. Never stop. Right, right. No, if you, that's the danger point. Sure. If you stop. I mean, that, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. In 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 that particular environment, that makes perfect sense. Right. Except it, it's also, you know, it, it, it's interesting to talk about that and you relate it to the, the general cultural um, uh, attitudes. And, and yet, again, if we go back into Manhattan, we get people there walking with a purpose. I'm talking about not the tourists, not the person who's looking up at the buildings, because you have to avoid those people when you're, when you're actually there to do what you're there to do. If you're working in Manhattan, you have something to do. And, Absolutely. And, and you're, and you're at, a, at a Manhattan pace. Yes. Right. And you have a Manhattan look on your face also. It, it is a little different than with the one you're describing, I think, in Hong Kong. In the sense that it is a, I have a place I'm going to, I'm going there now, don't bother me. Right. Yes. And therefore, quite often, I think people feel like the people who are there are, are who are, who, who there are work there, live there, are, are kind of, of cold and hard to get to um, as, as human beings because they have that look on their face, whereas it is a very functional thing in that. And yet the culture is much more individualistic there. So they're not really doing it to see the group around them. They are seeing, if anything, they're seeing ways around the group. That's, That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're looking for spaces to get through because you're in my way. Yeah. And, and in the example in Saigon, you're actually using the group, mm. the group being everybody who here is trying to get from one corner to the next corner. Right. You're using the group to get you there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not working against the individuals. You're with the you're current, with them. pretty much. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. So why don't we have shoes on? I'm not. Oh well, oh, there's uh, lots of reasons for that. I mean, <laughs> it could be. Now in India, right? I remember uh -huh. um, oh, we're, we're in India. Now. We were visiting nice. a temple once, mm -hmm. and um, you know the the Hindu nation of India, mm -hmm. right? And the cow it has a certain sacred place mm -hmm. um, because the cow offers milk. The cow provides n nourishment, mm -hmm. um, and so they're held in high regard. And the cows can walk through the streets mm. just about anywhere, right? And so you've got the cars, you've got elephants, you've got cows, you've got bicyclists. Just the the street in India is is quite a remarkable place. Mm. It's where everything happens, mm. and so people congregate in the street too. You know, you're going to have people selling things, and and it's 
it's quite a fantastic show. Mm. And to just cross the street in, mm. in India is uh, is an experience. And I remember we're, 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 we're walking into a temple. Now, all Hindu temples, you take your shoes off before you go in. And you leave them outside and you have step in. And inside were these cows, lots of cows mm. in the temple. Uh, it's an open area temple because it's... India was built that way. The architecture, it's hot. Mm -hmm. No reason to, to, to have it otherwise. And, um, and we were instructed after we took our shoes off to just walk right up to the cows and be a blessing if you fed them. Mm. But in order to do so, you had to walk barefoot through the dung. Okay. Right. Hmm. And, and so there was several Westerners in our group who were very reticent about having to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm and, sure. And it, their feeling was just the opposite, which was that why sh couldn't I have kept my shoes on mm -hmm. if I'm going to have to walk through the cow dung sure. to get the blessing, to feed the, to feed the cow, to get the blessing. Yeah. And it's just the opposite. And mm -hmm. we, and we were told, no, if you walk through the cow dung, that's part of your blessing because yeah. it's antiseptic. Mm -hmm. It's good oh. for you. Ah. Okay. Which may or may not be accurate. Well, I, uh, scientifically, I don't know. I haven't yeah, read the right, studies. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe so they're you have onto a something. Connection to the, the dung. Maybe they're onto something. I, 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 I don't. I can. I've not been to India, so I've never experienced anything along those lines. I my first reaction to that is that I would prefer to walk through the dung without my shoes on. Me too. I would rather do that than have to clean my shoes. Right. Exactly. It's easier to clean, clean my up feet. your feet's a lot easier. Absolutely. And your shoes are fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, but I, I understand and I think I can sense the idea that if I'm putting a barrier between myself, my body, and the dung of the sacred cow, then I am not experiencing the effects that I'm supposed to be experiencing. So, but, but, but what the heck? <laughs> I've stepped in worse. <laughs> That's for have sure. you and and i'm pretty sure i didn't get anything spiritual out of it at all <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of cool i uh, um i mean yeah i i don't know if i did it all the time if it would be if it would but i guess if i did it all the time it would just be something i do you know and on balance there's probably downsides to it and if you develop some sort of parasite because of it it wouldn't be denied. They'd say well yeah of course you walked through the cow dung you picked up a parasite but your feet were very clean, nevertheless. That's right. You know? There you go. <laughs> Maybe your feet become very clean because after you go through, you go, oh, I better wash my feet. <laughs> that and, and, yeah, that's true. So then you clean them off and then you go, see, it works. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Motivation, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I have two walking related questions. My first is an ignorant one. It's about... There's no question that can't be asked. <laughs> it's about walking across hot coals. I know that that is a thing that exists, that people do, but I really don't know what the origins of it or history of it is culturally. Do you have any, any insight into into that? That's game? a pretty ignorant question. I, I, I agree. I know okay. nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about it. I just know it's it's a thing that exists out there, I think. Well, when I walked on the hot coals, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought I maybe not. you had. <laughs> didn't, didn't take place. As I understand it, there are various societies, not just 
India, because India is where I think we, we think of this as happening. Okay, but, I, I really didn't know, even know that. So okay, uh, okay, but okay. there there are various societies around the world where this has been a, I, it's been part of their tradition. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does it, and 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 it's still looked on in at least when when I knew of it and saw it in India mm-hmm. as a, as a unique phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Pacific Rim aspect to it as well. Um, even yeah. Hawaii, I think. Oh, okay. okay. So in, the, in their history, right. I okay. think has done mm-hmm. similar things. Yeah. But anyway, and, and are there it's sort of like walking through the cow dung? Are there spiritual elements? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it, it's a it becomes a task that is uh, representative of your um, your spiritual development mm. that you can physically endure this, mm. right? And that you can put your mind, at least in in the Indian tradition in India, that you can put your mind in a place where you are not feeling the pain. Um. Okay. So this really becomes representative of your mind training and Mm. your spiritual training Mm. if you can demonstrate your ability to do this. Mm. Now, as I saw it, People move pretty quickly through that. <laughs> they're not. They're not lingering. These are right. smart people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems wise. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I can but also, still, even for a short amount of time, it's going to be pretty hot. Sure. So oh yes. That's quite a quite a feat. Right. If you will. Oh, oh, I see what you. Right. We're bringing play. Up the, yeah, bringing out the puns today. Wordplay. <laughs> oh, that was a new theme. It's not even grammar time. It's just it's word just time. Word it was wordplay. That's right. Wordplay. Wordplay. <laughs> And 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 well played, given that the three of us are well sitting played. here barefoot. Oh, oh! In front of the fireplace. fireplace. Oh. Whoa! We should do this in the winter. <laughs> My mind has been blown apart again. <laughs> it's going to be a very short walk inside that fireplace. <laughs> Which is okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I can. I'm going to. It reminded me your 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 t- version of people walking across the hot coals and your interpretation of of it, which sounds perfectly understandable the way you've explained it. But I it reminded me of a little kind of subculture that I was part of growing up, which and and I so I grew up on. Um, in Northeast United States, uh, in the Connecticut shore of Long Island Sound, and um, I lived uh, probably about an eighth of a mile from from the actual beach of uh, Long Island Sound, and um, it was a dirt road that went down there, and it had lots of holes in it and stuff, and it was filled in by the by the very old man who is probably younger than I am now, but nevertheless seemed to be incredibly old. And he would fill it in with clamshells and stones mm. and to even it out. So when cars went over it, they would, in theory, that would make it, they would crush and stuff as they would go over it. And every once in a while, he would redo it and so on. But the the, the subculture is us kids, because once we got out of school for the summer, and even really before then, if the weather behaved, we would start heading to the beach. And... You were. They you had to walk barefoot you over these clamshells. Yep, and <laughs> you had to tolerate it without complaining. Now, I will also say that by the end of the summer, we had calluses on the bottom of mm-hmm. our feet. That helps. And you probably yep. didn't feel it that it much. It was not at all. Um, yeah. It was like wearing sandals. And I think the and I think these sadhus in India who do this who Regularly. walk, you know, yeah. their feet are, are pretty toughened too. Yeah. So it's not right. going to be. Have, 
be the same thing as if you and I just did this and yep. you know hot footed across the and cold. it was right. but it was yeah, a there yeah, was okay. you know you're describing the spiritual aspect to it to a degree it was a spiritual thing because mm. if it we were proud literally proud of our ability to be able to walk over it and not even pay attention to it right and that we could get to that point faster than the other kid could mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and so that whole thing in in our little culture of that world it was a very important aspect mm, yeah right. and, and anybody who came to visit or anything like that would be looked at as being you know somebody who didn't really have that quality to them mm-hmm. or they would have to that. develop it absolutely because this was an accomplishment yes almost a, a rite of passage yeah. oh. like right of way a subset of grammar time. Yes, it is. Subset of grammar time. We had a subculture, a subset. With the subs are all over the place. And the subs are in Long Island Sound. And too, to your point about the spiritual aspect of this also, I, I, I want to note, like you mentioned that, Tom, that, that this also occurs in, in Pacific Rim cultures. Yeah. Uh, cultures of fire. Yes. Right? Yes. So you're, we're appeasing the gods. Yes. So these are volcanoes sure. that are right. Oh and, yes, and, many volcanic and, islands. Exactly, yeah. and in and in India also um, heavily influenced by very Hinduism, influenced by the the idea of fire mm. as as a powerful element, right to mm. our to our existence, mm. um, as well as the influence that came from the Parsis, the Persians, when they moved into India. And 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 brought their cultures with them, the idea of uh, of, of a fire god mm-hmm. and and um, the 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 role that fire plays. So if you can appease these gods, if you can prove to yourself and to others that you are greater than the power that the that the fire produces, and you can endure it and go through the flames, yeah, that that's uh, that makes you very special. Torin, you had a second yes. question, you. Yes, which, yes. which I'm going to guess is not being qualified by being ignorant. <laughs> well, isn't isn't everything? Um, this one, not as much. I, I'm I'm curious about in countries where, in terms of crossing the road, you know, generally it's we should look to follow the rules more. You know, north of the Alps, as you said, um, you know, are you familiar with and? and you had brought up as well. Um, you both have brought up about you know different regulations. You know may reflect the culture, uh-huh. this, this cultural uh, uh, tendency. So with that, are Dean, are you familiar with with regulations uh, or or even you know fines, severe fines potentially even uh-huh. um, for like jaywalking? Let's say because you know in the United States. I think there are laws in the books around you will be fined this amount of money for jaywalking, but is anyone actually fined for jaywalking? Right yeah, now? Really well, that's but really are there countries where this is very much enforced? Right. right? That, that's very interesting because there's also a correlation between the degree to which we need rules and regulations in cultures where rules are followed mm-hmm. as opposed to in cultures where they're not. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that – there was a study done actually on this – that in cultures where rules are not followed – where the situation determines action, not the rule, not the red light or the green light, right? In those cultures, there are actually more regulations on the books mm. because nobody follows the rules. <laughs> so in, a, in an effort to try to enforce the rules, 
we have regulation upon regulation upon regulation. And what you get at the end of the day is a highly bureaucratic system mm. that probably also fits in with the political needs of the of the nation, which is to give people jobs to enforce these rules. Right. So you've got a lot of rules and a lot of efforts to enforce it, and which only promotes the cycle of, of people trying to figure out ways around it. Uh. Yeah, right. That makes sense. And now, in the opposite direction, in cultures where the rules are implicit, clear, everybody knows them and everybody follows them, there aren't that many. Because mm. mm. you don't need them as much. And, they, and they're not necessarily enforced mm. because mm. you don't need to it's enforce rare. them. Mm. Sure. I mean, I stand on the street corner in, in you know Germany or Stockholm or Amsterdam, mm. and if I step into the lane, it's like, well, first of all, am I stepping into a bike lane, a truck lane, a chicken lane? I mean, <laughs> so you got to be careful. And if you do it and be, and you do it at the wrong time, you may get knocked over by the bike. And the biker says, you weren't supposed to be there. Right. It's more culturally in enforced. It's right. culturally enforced. enforced. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. To the government. Yeah. Sure. And, and I also, I'm going to take us back a little bit earlier than all of that to the point this is very hard to understand, I think, for, for the people alive today, is that these things are all relatively new. I mean, crossing the road... Functions it, of urbanization. Yes, yeah. and, and, and eventual technical uh, development, regardless of whether it was urban or rural at some point, because you get faster vehicles moving and mechanical vehicles, as opposed to a horse pulling something or a cow or an oxen mm -hmm. yeah, and, right. and those types of things. But you... But, I, hold, hold yourself for one second. Please, please, please. Because I got to jump in and I got to qualify what I just jump said. Right I, realize, I realize I said jump a, right a in. chicken lane in Amsterdam. There's no chicken <laughs> no, lane. No, but there's one in Amsterdam. Stockholm and it's Definitely annoying. Definitely bike lanes. <laughs> no, but there, what I meant to say was... I use I said chicken because chicken's a funny word. I say chicken, is <laughs> and the chicken's crossing. It is the road, funny, so. and, and chicken's crossing the road. We don't know why, and the wrong way, and how, what what are the rules that they follow? Yeah. But um, no, but I meant like there's a bike lane and a and a car lane and a truck lane and a tram lane. There's a, you got to watch out sure. for the trams, and you got to know this, and yeah. everybody there does. Right, and if you don't know it. Well, it's your job to know it. Mm -hmm. Then you should know it. You should learn it, and you should do a little bit of homework before you go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Which is why you're listening to this podcast. There you go. There Good for you, people. To, you're doing some homework right now. now I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, <laughs> but I had to. But, in, but, uh, but as we all know, you did. I did mean to. <laughs> but very much meant. That's a flashback to the- and, and Like should, every episode. And, and we, <laughs> every single episode. And we should do an episode on why- there are certain cultures that say, I don't mean to interrupt when that's exactly what they mean to Well, do. yes. Mm, yeah, we should. We should. Because we haven't ever talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but very quickly, the, the idea of having a place, first of all, like a marked place where you should cross, mm. is had to be developed. Right. Because, and, and, and the reason it had to be developed was actually developed, and I'm 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 going to say I can, unfortunately cannot off the top of my head right now remember the company that was behind this, but it was a company, I believe in the United States, a company that was behind developing it to, to try to get control over things that were happening in and around their development of technology. So it had to do with like tires or cars or something like that, and and maybe even insurance companies, because they had to get people to have some sort of sense of how to manipulate themselves across roads relatively safely, and and so they that that was all put together in a in a very much a saving money 
type of <laughs> promotional thing. But there's always a, an economic absolutely piece of as opposed to this, right? taking care of making sure people don't get hurt. Um, it, it was very much along those lines, and um, the term jaywalking, which quite frankly, like. If you go around and you say, why is it called jaywalking? No one has a freaking clue. <laughs> and yet it came out of this same thing, this same development, because there was a term. And again, I'm going to be a little short on this, although we may come up with that information. But that, uh, but it's it basically was a like a country bumpkin was a J was part of the term for a country bumpkin. And therefore, or like a jaybird. Yeah. And so it could be that, that the jay walking was because people who, like we were just talking about, people from the country didn't know when they came into the city that these regulations were there, so they would just walk across if the street. It's if it's related to the bird thing and the jay being a bird, it wasn't there also another phrase, crazy as a jaybird? So like if you're walking across the road and you're just walking like a jaybird, you're be. just walking randomly. It could be. I, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I think there was a, a phrase like that. I, I don't know I wonder if that, where the, that the, came oh, from. Oh, or how. The ice cream. Oh, ice cream. Oh, in the background ice cream here, man is here, ice cream man just came in, drove past the studio, and we are... <laughs> You probably didn't wait, hear that at all. But uh, but I have to go out and wait, wait. he's down the we're street. Gonna, we're well, we're going to leave anyway. So we're, stop, flag what, him down. What flavor do you like? <laughs> how many how many chocolates? How many strawberries? Well, thank you, Dean Foster. Thank you, Tom Peterson. And thank you, Torin, for once again being here and providing absolutely nothing to the broadcast. Oh wow! Yeah. I, my my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do I say to that? I have no idea. Okay. We're going to go. We're going to walk. Think, well done. Thanks. We're going to walk across hot coals in our next broadcast, I think. Our next I broadcast. think you are. You have lots of penance to do. I do. I have a lot of clamshells to walk over mm. to. Uh, well, once again, thank you for listening to Oops, Your, your Culture Showing. Smell ya. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really, honestly. I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.